if we can move our mind into our heart and let the heart dictate, we would be much freer. And your heart, from an, an electrical standpoint, has more volts than your brain. Welcome back to the Speaking and Communicating Podcast. I am your host, Roberta Angela. If you are looking to improve your communication skills, both professionally and personally, this is the podcast you should be tuning into. Communication and soft skills are crucial for your career growth and leadership development. We are currently looking for professionals or entrepreneurs who would be willing to discuss their communication challenges on this show. All the details of booking a spot with me are found on the show notes. And by the end of this episode, please log on to Apple and Spotify and leave us a rating and a review. Now let's get communicating. Now let's get communicating with Janet Elaine Schmidt, who is a performance facilitator and a mind guru who helps you use your own mind to your benefit. And before I go any further, please help me welcome her to the show. Hi, Janet. Hi, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Welcome. I'm so excited about our conversation, but first, please introduce yourself. Well, I'm Janet Elaine Schmidt, obviously. I guess you would say that I am a holistic healer that uses both techniques that are used in therapy and ancient methods to bring your left hemisphere and your right hemisphere into a whole agreement on a new belief. So basically we go through and we reprogram what's not working for you. Reprogram. And so what happens with reprogramming, we hear a lot of the, this is how from birth to, is it about age seven? Yes, it is. It's, I believe it's already when you're in the womb because we can hear, it's proven that the babies can hear. It's, it's kind of like when you're in the mother's womb, you mm -hmm. hear the mother's voice when you're out of the womb, you recognize your mom's voice. Uh, so I believe that even some of the programming is done even prior to birth, but it is from zero to about seven years old. After that, it's society, your friends, and anything catastrophic that happens to you that's going to dictate how you live, your reality. I mean, it's all energy. You know, we always say parents don't have a manual of how to be the best parent and create the best kid. When you are being raised, so from those early stages to, as you said, even as a teenager, what is it that can be done differently now that we have this knowledge to say, okay, here's how a child's mind is going to be cultivated and programmed? Oh, I, that's an excellent question because I hope there's a lot of prospective parents and parent early parents listening <laughs> because when we look at ourselves and this is the biggest thing you have to be the student of your life and really be honest about your behaviors your traits your thoughts everything and recognize mm -hmm. that our parents did the best they could but now we're in this body and now we get to decide if we're going to take that a characteristic or not one of the, the characteristics that i got from my mom was fear so I was fearful of everything. And it wasn't until I deprogrammed it to have safety, security, and confidence that I could walk forward. But these are things that we 
can give. The other thing I got was inherited money consciousness. That is inherited. And so a young child listens to their parents talk about money. I mean, we don't think our kids are listening, but they are. And so how you feel about anybody, how you feel about money, how you feel about every situation, your emotions, those children are watching you. They're sponges. They can feel it. It kind of goes back to when I was young, I was a very silly girl. I love to play tricks. I still mm -hmm. do. I love to play little tricks on my siblings. And my parents used to say, that's a really stupid thing to do. They meant silly. Wow. But they oh, said, okay. But they used the word stupid. Yes. And, mm -hmm. and stupid can have an extreme effect on a child. And my parents didn't know what they were doing at the time, but I tell people, choose your words wisely. It's, it's communicating. It's all about communication and communication. I'm going to say this again, has energy and quantum physics is proof. And Einstein said, put the frequency out there of the reality you wish for, and you can't help, but bring it to you. That's not philosophy. That's physics. And so I would say to everyone, understand your words matter. Your actions matter. Your behaviors matter. That's why we're on a communicating podcast. But here's my question. Let's go back to the money part. Mm -hmm. When you say your kids are listening to how you talk about money, are you saying the solution is whenever they say, mommy, can we buy this? You must never say we can't afford it. Or should they always get what they want to show them, hey, there's abundance of money in the world. It never runs out because, you know, we talk about abundance. Yeah, you could say we're not, we're just not buying it today. You don't mm. have to discuss that you don't have the money. You can discuss mm. and say, we're not buying that today. There's nothing wrong with saying we're not buying it today. I came from eight generations of Lutheran ministers who signed up to be economically challenged, who signed up to give their last cents to the underserved and who really had no money to manage. And I don't want to take that away from them because that was their journey. That was what they chose to do. But I ended up having to go down that rabbit hole to figure out why I had money issues, why different things were coming up. And my mom used to say that money was the root of all evil. And that- It's a Bible verse? It's a Bible thing. That's not what it was meant at all in the Bible, but that's how it came out, that money changed people. Mm. My mom didn't understand that this was gonna program me or that this was gonna have, but later on in life, I ended up being chairman of the board of a nonprofit that helped homeless women get a better education. So I'm helping the underserved. Yeah. I ended up raising funds for inner city hospitals because they didn't have enough money to help the underserved. And yet my money was going to all of the underserved at my own detriment. Did you so, have anything that you needed in your personal life or were you just focused on the underserved and making sure they were okay, but you were not okay? Well, I, I ended up with a large sum of money and I was excited because I ended up divorced and I could now help the underserved both individual alike. And so I was giving to the underserved, but at the same point, my financial advisor, I always say this, who is with a, a well-known financial firm that's out there today, uh, made an investment outside the scope of the firm and I lost a lot of money. Mm. And it was because I wasn't trained to manage the money. I didn't have that in me. It wasn't imprinted in me to take care of the money. Then you're naive, but you're ignorant if you're not taking care of the money. And so I just root and I gave my money to the underserved. I'm now in arbitration 
And all I could think of is I'm going to lose this money. I never once didn't think I wasn't going to win. And sure enough, mm. I won. The financial advisor was disbarred. The company fined. The, his partner fined, but I only got 10% of what I lost. Mm. So I had to go down and figure out, instead of pointing the fingers at them, I had to go down and say, what put me in this position? What was it that put me here? What is it about me inside me that has this feeling? And so that's what took me down to studying epigenetics, which is the imprinting of our belief system, our behaviors, our thoughts from our family, from our, our relatives. And so that took me down to start decoding and dissecting myself. And that's what I went into studying NLP and theta healing and psyche and EMDR and hypnosis. And I just kept getting certified in everything that dealt with the subconscious mind so that I could understand how to heal the subconscious or bring the subconscious to a point where I'm in agreement with abundance and that my money consciousness is at a high level that I can hold a lot of money. Right. Speaking of epigenetics, I don't know if you're familiar with Dr. Joe Dispenza. Oh, yes, I am. <laughs> yes. He talks a lot about epigenetics. But back to subconscious programming. So we were programmed a certain way because our parents did the best they could. Mm -hmm. But now, why, first of all, a lot of us do attend the summits and the seminars and the five-day seminar for success. And we affirm and we do all of these things. But sometimes things don't change for the better. Why is that? What's the missing link? They haven't figured out what's in their quantum field or their timeline or embedded in them that's stopping it. They haven't found the one thing yet. And the other thing I would say is the main part of people overcoming and actually changing their trajectory, right? So mm -hmm. it's like me going from fear to safety, security, and confidence, right? you have to be in the whole brain state. That means that your left hemisphere, which is your logical side and your right hemisphere, which is your creative, have to be together as one and be in the whole brain state on the new belief. And this is why people have problems because the logical side says, oh, I know what's best. And the creative side says, I know what's best. And they hit like this. This is why people have a hard time healing from trauma because it's constantly like that. And that's one of the great things about EMDR or EMI is that both those techniques have the ability to bring you into a whole brain state. And so the healing can begin. And that's the same with putting a new belief in. And I figured out the way to move out an uh, old belief that's not serving you, put in a new belief and then I actually double clamp it down with a technique that's called an energy psychology modality that mm -hmm. brings your left cortex or your left hemisphere and your right hemisphere into a whole brain state on the new belief. Speaking of that, so your logic, your logical brain, it looks at your bank balance and it says, okay, you have this amount, right? But then you say, okay, my affirmations, uh, let, let me open YouTube and affirm and say, I am this, I am this, I am that. Mm -hmm. So the, is that the fight? Is that the disconnect? The disconnect is saying, I am so lucky I have this money in my account. The disconnect is to me not being grateful that, oh, I do have some money in my account or I'm so lucky I have that. I also use the phrase, 
everything's working out to my advantage. So yes. it's all in what you feel. And I'm saying that this is a practice. It is a practice and it is a process, but you can rewire your whole self because the more you go down a lane of fear, the more you bring the fear to you. The more you go down to the lane of safety, security, and confidence, the more you walk the life freely. The more you think you're abundant, no matter whether you have one penny or you have a thousand dollars, I'll give an example. I have a friend and uh, she's very fortunate. She's built two companies. She sold two companies. I guarantee you, I'll go on a walk with her every once in a while, probably twice a month. And when I walk with her, that woman always finds a penny on the ground and picks it up and puts it in her pocket. And she goes, wow, I'm so lucky. I got a, a lucky penny. Hmm. It is a mindset. And we have been so conditioned right and wrong. We've always been conditioned for the wrong. Don't do this. You know, no, no, no. Or we were conditioned to always look at the worst instead of looking at the best. Can you imagine if we looked at the best thing that happened to us and hang, hung on to that as long as we hang on to the worst that happened to us? It is a mindset. And that's why and I tell people, you are your own mind guru. Decide how you want to be the guru of your mind. And why do we do that though? Because the, the worst is especially what lingers on much longer in the brain than the best. The best, we can be happy for five minutes and we're like, oh, great. My life's great. But the worst, when it happens, have you realized how much longer we just stay in that state? It does. That's why I tell my clients, the minute you start feeling that, just say everything's working out to my advantage or isn't it wonderful? Something marvelous is happening to me right now, which are all, it's either from Joseph Murphy or Goddard that says these things. And they're wonderful things to say to yourself right when it happens. But mm. if you look at society, if you look at what's out there, even today, even if we go to past generations, we are conditioned for the worst. Like if we look at the news, they're always putting the worst out there. They're rarely putting the good out there. And I guarantee you there's absolutely equal or more good going on out there in the world than what we ever will ever see. I and truly believe that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a fact. So we're conditioned from the time we're born to hang on to what we're negativity to hang on for that feeling. Cause we, we don't want it. We don't want it. And so what happens is when you don't want something, you're bringing it to you because you're putting that vibration out there and the thought is on that thing instead of the thought. And you attract even the thing you fear. You attract you, it because you're the, the vibrational match for it, mm -hmm. despite it being the fear and saying, I don't want, I don't want, that's what happens. Yes. I mean, I was in arbitration where I was like, yeah, I'm going to win. I knew I was going to win, but I had such fear. I wasn't going to get the money because I knew the statistics of arbitration. But at the same point, can you imagine had I put out, you know what? Money comes to me easily and quickly and increasing quantities and instantly, naturally and automatically, or, or I had something going on. So I didn't have that vibrational force mm. saying I wasn't going to get the money. And you said statistics, back to what I said earlier, facts, the numbers say, so how do I align my logical brain looking at that with what you are teaching, which is everything is working out for my good so that they align. Cause we want to come to this. Yeah. 
I'm going to say this one thing I didn't look at at that time was my inherited money consciousness. So I had to go look at my beliefs about money. And so I would say to you, go back and look at your beliefs about money. If it's about money, go back and look at it. If it's about relationships, go back and look at your epigenetics connected to relationships. I guarantee you everything goes back to that. And once you start working on those beliefs, those behaviors, those thoughts, then you become in alignment. Mm. So that's why even when you affirm things don't change because the belief systems are still much stronger in your subconscious. The, the belief systems are still there. Now, that doesn't mean that if you don't say, and I'm going to say, I, if you're going to do affirmations, please do them in your own voice because your higher self <laughs> recognizes your, your own voice. So if you like certain affirmations, that's what I'd say. Record them in your own voice and listen to them. But it is proven fact that you can change your habit if you listen or you do something for 21 days to 30 days, then you're starting to get into that thought process. The biggest challenge that people have is staying in the 21 to 30 days. Yeah. People don't always like making that commitment. I mean, I, I have a, a meditation that I actually ask my clients to do for 21 days and it's about 22 23 minutes long it's not even mine it came out four years ago about how to raise your frequency permanently and i say please go through that i give them additional instructions that this particular person doesn't give them mm -hmm. but at the same point and i say do it for 21 days because 21 days I guarantee you, you're going to really raise your frequency. Can't have you had you. any feedback from your clients? What, what are some of the changes they've experienced? You don't have to mention any names. I have one review actually on my website and actually her story, she wrote the story and it's going to be on my website. And I only went out to one of my hobbies is teaching, doing a uh, layman's workshop on acupressure kinesiology taping for horses. And mm -hmm. so somebody who knew that asked me if I'd come and teach the barn. So I said, yeah, I'll come out and do the barn. And a woman tapped into me and she, she said, can I pay you for a private session for my horse? And it turned out that she and her horse had trauma and they had trauma from different times. Cause she had just gotten the horse probably a year before. And they both had gone through trauma. The horse was taken. It was a wild horse that was taken before it was even a year old. And she had gone through trauma as a girl. And she thought she just had to suck it up. So as I'm working on the horse, she starts crying and everything gets released. And then after we finished with this, she even wrote that her horse and, and herself communicate the fact that they were able to release trauma together. And then she signed up to do, she wanted to work on her business. So she did a, a couple of Zoom sessions with me on her business and she said, it took her to the next level by going through the techniques, the meditations. I give homework. So yeah, I give homework to my clients. And so she said, because I did all that, I'm at the next level. I leveled up. That's why I say it is what you're going to make the commitment to. Although I will have, say this, I have had some clients that have come in. I had one girl, she was an entrepreneur. She owned three businesses. She said, you know, my relationships are great my friendships, everything's great, but my companies, I'm having a problem with the companies. And so she had a ceiling, a limit on, on her abundance ceiling. 
And so we went through the process of finding where that was stuck. We removed it and we elevated her abundance, what I call abundance meter or her abundance mindset mm. to make it magnetized. And I hadn't heard from her for a month. And so, so I email my clients if I haven't. And uh, she said, oh my gosh, I've had the most abundant month ever. And it's because you get rid of this vibration. You've now rewired. It's kind of like what Joe Dispenza says. It's rewiring and it's with you. You're rewiring your brain mm. to go the direction that you want, wish for it to go in. I've had other people that when I do this energy psychology modality on them after, at the end of the uh, session, I always close with it, their voice. I've had at least three or four clients that their voice will actually change an octave, which means the way they're going to communicate has changed. Do you know how many times we've had a guest talking about how voice, uh, one is a voice coach and she said, we are not using our authentic voices and whatever pitch we are using is based on something that happened a trauma or as kids if we wanted something we use a certain voice to get it otherwise we don't there's a lot attached to the voices we use based on that well one of the clients that i'm thinking of that voice actually changed when we did the energy psychology modality which means that her left hemisphere and her right hemisphere were in the whole brain state on the new belief and mm -hmm she changed the octave in her voice. She had trauma and part of the trauma was she had been choked. And so now she had released that trauma and now she could speak freely. So it was a beautiful thing to see because she wasn't speaking her authentic self. That is amazing. It's all different. It, it, it's not just money, it's traumas. It's different things that are holding us back in our lives that if we really just sit down and see what's working, what's not, we can figure it out. Yes, and back to trauma, here's what I've heard and you can correct me on this. Is it true that whatever age you were when the incident happened, that part of your life in the subconscious, you remain that age whenever it's triggered? So if something happens to me and I was a seven-year-old girl, the seven-year-old me comes back each time something, have a similar experience that triggers that. You may not realize that it's the seven-year-old girl that's, that's coming back, but it is all the emotions from that very point that comes back. So absolutely. That's why I say to everybody, be prepared because part of it, when you go through this discovery and you really want to live your authentic life and you really want to step into the abundance that we're all entitled to, because there's plenty for everybody. It's not limited. And we all have different dreams and that's what makes it so absolutely beautiful. Right. But in this process, it can be a little painful because you have to sit in the seven-year-old girl and you have to be able to sit in that emotion. And as you sit into the emotion, you will see that it will start to dissipate and release you because you're willing to sit in it and let it go. And it's a process, but it works and it's beautiful. It certainly is. So back to the 21 day consistency, is there something else you can give us as tips in order to reprogram for success? Well, one is being honest with yourself and writing the list. What's working, what's working professionally and what's working personally, and then see what's 
emotions and thoughts and everything that aren't working on both sides, that gives you a head start. When we talk about when anxieties come up or we feel emotions come up, mm-hmm. I give people something that's called shortened version of the one point. And that's something that the samurais used prior to going into battle because they understood that if they kept all the emotions and everything in their head, they would be top heavy and they wouldn't be able to think clearly. So they would move all their emotions down to their hara point, which is two inches below the navel and then flow it down their legs. So are you game? You want to try it right now? Oh yes, please. Yes. Go ahead. It's only 90 seconds. And I give this to everyone because it's really important on when you start feeling that, or you feel too much, too much going through your head to really get you centered and down. So okay. I'll ask every, if, if anybody's driving and listening to this, please don't do this, just listen to, to okay. it. But um, I'm gonna ask everybody to take a deep breath in and as you exhale, close down your eyes. And now take all the thoughts and emotions and feelings that you have about everything. I mean, just everything that's in your day-to-day, everything that's bothering you, just all the emotions and and feelings, rather get them all, all the thoughts and put them in the middle of your head. And now feel these thoughts move down, down, down. We're gonna move it to two inches below your navel, down. And just feel it flow, let all the thoughts, emotions, feelings, just flow down to two inches below your navel. And now from that point, see a bright light. And now from that bright light, see it flow down your legs to the ground, to the center of the earth. And just feel everything flow down to your navel, down your legs, to the ground, to the center of the earth. And now you can open your eyes. So I have people do this because we can get overwhelmed with life and we can allow our thoughts and our emotions to get in the way. And this is a way that if you're going into a big meeting, you've had a hectic day and you're going in to see your family or you're going to go meet some friends, whatever it is, it is a way to clear your mind. And if you feel it coming on and you're going into a meeting or meeting with people, you can always do this. You can just stand in a bathroom stall and do this. I mean, it is a way to just very clear out everything. And I would say that's a start in reprogramming yourself and being able to center yourself, bring yourself into an emotional intelligence state. And it does feel a little lighter. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. That's the shortened version. There is a little bit longer version, but I made it short so that people could use it in business. Mm-hmm. And what about there was a sound you were making as it was going down? Oh, I was just clicking my fingers. Oh, the click fingers. Oh, okay. So there's a beat to it, and it helps people just slowly go down. Ah, that was beautifully done. Speaking of feelings, it's back to, as you said, uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza says, it's the feeling. You can affirm all you want, but if the body, if you're not feeling it, how do we get into the state of believing and feeling and your body saying, yeah, I I truly am embracing this? Because I think that's where we struggle the most. That that is where we struggle the most because we'll look at the 3D world 
and will say, well, wait, I'm still in the same space. Are you really though? If you've changed your energy, then you can't help but bring the equal amount of energy to you. And that's why he talks about being in the state. It's kind of like when we stub our toe and we say, oh, this day is going to be terrible all day. You know, you stub the toe in the morning yeah. and you go, it rolls out that it way. It ruins your day. Mm, mm. You, you label it instead of saying, oh, I stubbed my toe and I'm going on my day. You know, it's just something that happened instead of labeling your whole day that way. And so when Joe talks about it, because I think also uh, Neville Goddard talks about this too. Yes. And, and he talks about it too. Our minds really have control of us. If we can move our mind into our heart and let the heart dictate, we would be much freer. And that's when they talk about imagining it or the feeling, the feelings coming from your heart, not your head. That's when they talk about brain and heart coherence. Mm. This is something I teach my clients too. Your heart will never lead you wrong. It is up here that's going to lead you astray. So I teach how we can just flow our brain and people can do it while we're talking now. Just imagine your brain going down into your heart. And if this makes you feel any better, your, your heart has a brain and your heart from an, an electrical standpoint has more volts than your brain. And so when you're coming from our heart, it's beautiful. And that's what they're talking about. If you want that job, then go to the heart and feel that job. Mm. You're not going to feel that in your brain. You're going to feel it in your heart. That's the one thing they don't always talk about. I think Joe does talk about going into your heart, yes. but it really is important to understand that the feeling is in here, not here. The feeling is in the heart. The feeling is in the heart. So I actually would say this to people. We just went through the one point. Why don't you visualize your brain sliding down into your heart and make decisions from that? You know, there's um, Greg Braden. I don't know if people know who he yes, is. Yes, and I know Dr. Braden. He was, when they were talking about quantum physics, was he in the secret? No. But no, not long after the secret that discovered him. Yes. No, yeah, he's, he's wonderful. And when COVID started, he was actually in Australia. And so mm. the last plane, they were allowing the last, uh, the last couple planes to go out. And the last plane was going to the, he wanted to go home because he lives in New Mexico. And nobody was getting on these planes. The woman said, are you sure you want to go back to the United States? Because Australia was pretty much locked down. And he said, I had to walk away because he said, literally, I'm going on this big jet and there's only like 14 people going. And so I had to ask myself, is this safe? Because I didn't want to get caught up in all. And he said, I walked around the corner. I put my hand on my heart and I took three or four deep breaths and said, is it safe? And it said, yes. And he said, I got on the plane and I got home. Wow. And Just like I, that. Yeah. And I do that a lot. I actually mm. will, I will put my hand on my heart. I'll ask people to do something right now. As we talk about speaking and frequencies and that, if you put your hand on your heart and say your name and you feel the vibration in it, and then say somebody else's name, that's not yours and feel the vibration, you will feel it's different. different. 
you will feel the difference. And so when you start practicing that, it will help you also, because you'll, you'll get in tune then with the frequency where you won't even have to put your hand on your heart. Absolutely amazing. Janet, Elaine Schmidt, is the one last thing I didn't ask you we're hoping to share today? Well, what I'd say to everyone is that the success that you desire for, and I know for some, it may say, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I promise you, the success that you desire for is real and obtainable. But you have to understand the power is in our hands. We have been given the power. So it's just finding the techniques, finding the teachers, finding whatever's going to work for your frequency to bring you to that point. Because there's plenty out there that's going to work for you with your subconscious conscious mind to bring you into what I call the superconscious, which then is in the heart. Words of wisdom from Janet Elaine Schmidt, the performance facilitator and mind guru who helps you to be your own mind guru. Thank you so much for being here today. This has been okay. absolutely amazing. It's been a joy. Thank you. My absolute pleasure. Before you go, where can you find you online? You can find me at, at meetjess.com or janetelaineschmidt.com. All right. I will put that on the show notes. Mejess.com, janetelaineschmidt.com. Thank you, Janet. Don't forget Thank to you. subscribe. My pleasure. Thank you for joining the Speaking and Communicating Podcast once again. If you are willing to be on the show to discuss your communication challenges and see how we can help, please book a slot on my Calendly and the details are on the show notes. We are so glad that you've joined us. We have more special guests who will be sharing more leadership tips and strategies on this show in this month of February in addition to our first couple interview who will be discussing the role that communication has played in their marriage. So stay tuned for more episodes to come. Mm -hmm.